You're listening to a podcast from the Cinema Geekly Podcast Network. We're the geeks you deserve and the ones you need right now. I'm living proof that fate is real. The strong and the capable will always rise. He does not control this ship. I do. Discovery is no longer Lorca's. She is ours. I'm responsible for forging my own path. We all are. Welcome home, Michael. Brand new episode of I'm a Doctor, not a podcast, Cinema Geekly Star Trek podcast. Uh, for the last time, everyone, I think, I am uh, Mirror Universe Emperor Anthony Lewis, along with uh, Ben. Did we de- Have we ever really I'm decided crewman. our rank? Have we really I'm, decided I'm crewman? Just, yeah, I'm just a crewman. <laughs> Are you sure it's um, the last time? I mean, there's no such thing as just a crewman, obviously. Um, I don't know. There's no I'm... low ranks, just low... I don't know where I'm going with this. I'll tell you what, is the Emperor... <laughs> I think it is just a... Now that I'm sitting here high atop this perch... Yeah, you would say that from that position, wouldn't you? Yeah, I kind of feel like maybe you are just a crewman. Just a crewman, Ben Knight. Ben, how are you doing? Yeah, well, you know, I was doing fine until then. Look, I need to... Look, I need to... Look, I'm going to have to quickly turn this around because next week it's going to be... You're going to be back to being Fleet Admiral. So I've, I've just got to. Mm-hmm. And what if I've been Fleet Admiral all this time in secret? Oh my goodness! Ooh, <laughs> twist. Yeah. Crazy. I did not think about that for one second, <laughs> and now I'm questioning everything I've ever said in these Mirror Universe episodes. Yeah. Uh, and of course, our bearded friend Aurora Bubbaloo. Yes. Are you ready to shave it off, Aurora? I, I shaved it off. It was itchy. Yeah. Ah, it's already gone. It's gone. I still have the goatee though. Oh, okay, okay. The beard yes. is gone, the goatee. The beard, yes. Okay. Yes. But the goatee will not last much past this episode. No. I mean, I, I don't know. Are you going to take it with you when we go back into the Prime Universe? Are you just going to keep it, or...? I mean, I guess I could just glue hair in my face. <laughs> <laughs> there's some kind of... I didn't want to say, but in the right light, just looking at it, there's, there's some there's some flecks of grey in there, Aurora. I don't know whether <laughs> I don't know whether the goatee is the way forward for you. If we've, if we've ever had the the inclination to to do like a video show it would be to I see would, aurora with hair glued to her face i would totally do it <laughs> every opinion comes with a little bit of hair falling off onto the keyboard as she talks 
Uh, that would, must make that work at some point. Uh, Remember my old show? We had that button we'd press um, at, at some point where it just you know the wheels would come off, and I'd press the button, and it was I think it was uh, Aaron's voice. In fact, it was uh, saying it got weird. It would. It did. I, I need that button. Things did get weird. <laughs> I need that button for this show. Uh, let's talk about Star Trek Discovery season one, episode thirteen, called "What's Past His Prologue." Let's talk about what happened in the episode. Uh, so, Gabriel Lorca frees his old crew, who have been tortured since his disappearance, and with the help of Mir Stamets, they are able to kill those loyal to Georgiou and usurp her throne. She goes into hiding, while Burnham also evades capture and contacts the Discovery. They agree to a plan in which Burnham lowers the containment field around a large energy source originating from the mycelial network. That's what that big ball is. Under the the mm-hmm. Chiron, the Charon, uh, the Discovery will then arrive to destroy the energy source, causing an explosion, which they can then ride into the mycelial network, through which Stamets could navigate them home. Georgiou agrees to help Burnham, and they attack Lorca's group. Rejected and defeated by Burnham, Lorca is killed by Georgiou, a la Game of Thrones, throwing him through like the moon window thingy, <laughs> uh, who offers to sacrifice herself to allow Burnham's escape. The latter is instead uh, the latter instead takes Georgiou with her as they are beamed to the Discovery, and the Charon is destroyed. Back in their own universe, the Discovery crew learns that they have arrived nine months after they left, and in the meantime, the Klingons appear to have won the war. So another Amen. twist ending we are left with. Aurora, mm-hmm. what did you think of the episode? I just want to talk about the fight between Georgiou and Lorca. That's yeah. all I want to talk about because that was amazing. There's a moment where he grabs her from behind and she like kicks him in the face. Like she stands, stands her leg. Oh, like completely. a scorpion kick thing? Yeah. Yes. I was like, how is that even humanly possible? <laughs> I mean, we had a discussion as to whether that was actually her leg. <laughs> like a stunt leg? Yeah, it had a slight touch of the Austin Powers about it, didn't it? <laughs> oh my god, I was like, what? I guess people in the mirror universe are more elastic, I don't know. Yeah. More... I mean, look, Maybe that's I've... where Madonna's from, that would explain a lot. I mean, yeah. I've, I mean, I've actually seen, like, in stunt fights and stunt shows and stuff like that, people are actually capable of doing this. I don't People know are. if I don't know if she at her age is capable of doing that. And with her uniform too, right? Yes, mm. those are not. I mean, she didn't look like she'd warmed up. They're I mean. skin, <laughs> they're skin tight, but they also don't look like they're made for ultimate flexibility. Yeah, but that, that's future fabrics for you. Uh, maybe it is. Maybe that's just what it is. It's just it, look. They have a technology that we lack mm-hmm. here. Yeah, in twenty eighteen. Yep. Um. They they did kill Stamets, Mirror Stamets, mm-hmm. um, with those cool weapons that just make people explode. Yes, um, I I I liked the episode. I I thought it was again fun to watch. I was kind of disappointed that we left the Mirror Universe. I I was hoping that we would have at least one more episode in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess I, I you know I last. Uh, podcast I mentioned that it would kind of be cool if they wouldn't be able to go back and I guess that's gone because they went back yes uh, but but yeah I, I mean I like that it's a action-packed episode mm-hmm. which was really fun to watch 
Uh, ben, what were your thoughts on what's past this prologue? Yeah, I I agree with uh, Aurora. I mean, it's um, I, I I did come away from it feeling a little bit disappointed, but I think I was trying to pin down what it what that was due to, and actually, yeah, I think maybe that's that's partly it was the fact that um, you know, it felt like the the end of what was an awful lot of fun. I mean, there, there was a lot of fun in this episode. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there were various parts of it that were actually proper full on laugh out loud as well. Um, is it wrong that you know Mira Stammert's death was one of those? I don't know. Um, <laughs> not sure how intentional it was, but who knows? Uh, the I think the thing that made it feel a little bit disappointing at the end is it felt a little bit like they'd crammed a lot of um, a, a lot of action together without really moving much of the story along. Even though when I now look at where we were at the start and where we are at the end, clearly the story's been moved on quite a bit. It just didn't feel quite so plot heavy. Mm-hmm. But then. You know, maybe I look at well, actually, all the um, old series of Star Trek, and every series has had episodes which really are just the excuse for a good old bit of space battle. Mm-hmm. Um, and okay, in this, it was not ships; it was um, uh, uh, individuals. But yeah, the fight scenes were excellent. Um, the every scene with Georgia was tremendous. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. I, I, I think it's going to get a slightly lower score from me this week, but I think it's only going to get it because, um, it, it, yeah, yeah, I just felt a little bit disappointed. I wanted a clue as to the big questions that are left over because, in fact, there's the real problem with this episode. At the end of it, I've got a whole stack of questions yeah, that, are, yep. that are not – they really are just, right, where are we going now? And I just think that's – I said last week, you know, if we can hit episode 13 or 12, as it was last week, of this first season run and – have not just sort of passing interest but a stack of really quite meaty questions to get into that's mm-hmm. a good sign uh the, the only other thing i'd say about it is this week um they finally started to drip feed a bit more attention um onto the rest of the bridge crew a couple of names materialized in the bridge crew which we hadn't heard before rather weirdly mm-hmm. um or, or we'd heard sort of very much in passing or in the background or whatever else so yeah. um that may just be that they're building us up to a life without Lorca, um or it may be that you know we're, we're about to settle into some slightly more comfortable star trek territory by the end of the season yeah maybe the second season will be more of a uh like a conglomerate uh, with a, not just a single, I mean, look, people have already been saying this uh, from the get go. The, the story was that this was going to be the Michael Burnham story. Mm -hmm. But as the season has gone on, it's kind of become less and less the Michael Burnham story. Yeah. And it feels like, it feels like they have really gone. They're spreading it out closer into it, becoming like a true Star Trek show where it's, an ensemble cast and it is about more than just the one person. Yep. Uh, feels like they're sort of moving in that direction. Uh, yeah, and you know, after, after a reveal of Lorca, I mean, now we know that Lorca was a selfish captain, right? It, it was, everything was about him and yeah. get himself getting to what he wanted to do. Yeah. So I think that's why we didn't get to know the crew because it was all about him. But now that we have a different captain, I think it's going to become more Star Trek in the sense that we, we will get to know everybody in the bridge because yeah. Lorca is not there. Yeah. I, uh, I liked, there were two things that I actually really, enjoyed this episode uh i liked that saru finally he had a moment where he sort of became the captain yeah. of the mm-hmm, ship mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm. uh where he was just like you know what 
Lorca's not Lorca, or at least he's not our Lorca, so fuck it. This ship isn't his anymore. It's our ship. And on the bridge, when yeah, in the next scene he had after that one, he was very much kind of, fuck you, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. It was a nice side of him. It was awesome, yeah. Yeah, and uh, he didn't cower from any of that, which... You're, you're sort of led to believe this whole series, like, you know, they're extremely cautious about everything. If they can avoid being in a situation, they will avoid, like Kelpians, that is to say. Uh, mm-hmm. If they can avoid being in a situation... Say, God. They, they, <laughs> look, I'm just going off of what Saru has said. His, his whole species <laughs> apparently is like this. Uh, but more to the point, Saru has gone out of his way to avoid, uh, you know, conflict, if he can, if he can help it. He's got threat ganglia, for goodness sake, <laughs> to warn him. Which which were not activated. He 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 did the opposite of today's a good day to die by saying, yeah, yeah. today is not a good day to die, basically. Yeah, I quite like, liked that. Yeah, yeah. He, stu- yeah. he said, today we're canceling the apocalypse. Yeah. He did that mm-hmm. speech from, uh, he's like, I, everybody, he's like, look, everybody knows that I can sense the coming of death, but guess what? I don't sense it coming. So let's go get the job done. Uh <laughs> Uh, but drum. he, he yeah. did it better. He did it better than I did there. But um, <laughs> I like that. And I really liked uh, Burnham going full Starfleet on Lorca. I really liked that, where mm-hmm. she had him at gunpoint. She's like, we would have helped you if you just asked us. You know, that's what yeah. Starfleet is. It's not, you know, this, you think it's this social, this failed or, you know, doomed to fail social experiment or uh, et cetera, et cetera. You know, we would have, you know, if you needed help and you'd asked us, we would have helped you. That's what we are. She's like, that's why I'm not going to kill you. Uh, I mean, you know, then he predictably gets run through the back with a giant sword. Uh, cause you know, Burnham is not going to kill him, but George mm-hmm. is going to kill him and then kicks him out the, you know, you know, throw the man through the hole. <laughs> uh, you know, and they did. Uh, and then he died, he died horribly. Uh, How awesome was Jojo at the end of that scene, though? Cool. She was pretty great. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> um, here's something I didn't really like, though. Uh, and it's really not a because it went in a... This is not like a last Star Wars The Last Jedi syndrome, where because things didn't go the way I expected, I hate it. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't sure, because to be honest, I wasn't sure what to exactly expect from Lorca. What... Uh, you know, we we had been guessing the whole season, and even once it was finally revealed uh, that he was Mirror Universe Lorca, the question really still stood as to, well, what really are his intentions? And I thought of all the directions they went with, uh, it felt like they went with the one that was least satisfying to me, which was he just flipped a switch and he was mustache twirling villain. Mm. Uh, he I was kind of like, lame, wasn't he? I mean, at the end he of the was, day, yeah. he was just like all of all of this crossbreeding with aliens and multiculturalism, it's all gross and I'm Hitler. And that was yep. kind of like, uh, I felt, you know, even, even if they had hinted, but without, without Hitler's kind of, um, potency, if you like, he, he, oh, I sure, mean, sure. He, was, he was very much kind of, well, pound shopping, yeah. not, it was Nigel Farage, wasn't he? Um, it was all kind of it was all about the mustache twirling like you say rather than mm-hmm. about and here's my great plan and here's what's going to happen it was more like uh, oh I've done this now and oh oh well it's not really surprise worked. I'm a bad guy yeah right, right. Uh, and considering how layered he felt the whole season even though it was a performance you know the I, I felt like they could have gone you know you know clearly he wanted to overthrow 
Georgiou, but right. they could have been for a variety of reasons. I guess we could have that... also got a bit more about where um, Burnham would have fit into that plan. I mean, we get the kind of creepy mm-hmm. um, romantic interest aspect of it. That was yes, uh, creepy, but it was there. But I mean, he he was very much more apple than onion at the end of it, wasn't it? Um, yeah. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, and he wants her to stay, but I think it's clearly I want you mm-hmm. to right. stay. Right. Uh, <laughs> but you and, ain't touching me. I mean, at least she was clear on that. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, she knew how to draw a boundary. I thought that was pretty good. That was forward thinking of her. With lots of witnesses, in case it ever went to a tribunal, she was pretty, pretty clear. She was pretty clear. Yeah. Uh, now, with two episodes left, I'm going to reserve judgment about how I feel about the twist that they left us with here, because I'll mm. obviously wait to see how they resolve it. But I can't imagine it can be resolved without using time travel. Uh, I mean, obviously, they technically did time travel here nine months. Uh, <laughs> that was the weirdest the reveal ever, wasn't it, as well? Yeah. And then anyone else go, oh. We have yeah, tra- I, I immediately thought I was like, is someone pregnant? Is, is that, yeah, yeah. Is, oh, yeah. That's exactly it. <laughs> you go, oh, good, we fast-forwarded nine months. Well, you know, someone's <laughs> missed an important date, haven't they, probably? Yeah, it's like, uh, look, nine months is kind of a long time, but not really. I guess the point is just nine months is how long it took the Klingons to win the war without the discovery, but then equally, okay. So, I mean, mean, they did do some time travel there, uh, minor time travel, Uh, but it's really more like Doctor Who levels of time travel where they sort of accidentally ended up slightly off of where they were intending to... Well, that's up. why Saru got that packet of jelly babies out of his pockets afterwards and asked <laughs> them around right. and, <laughs> that's... and then there was Rose. Ah, uh, that's why Tilly was wearing that really long scarf. That makes sense. <laughs> uh, so yeah, they were... Uh, I can't imagine, though, them not using it to solve this situation because mm. while we have heard droplets about a war with the Klingons in the past... I never remember that episode where, like, hey, you guys remember the time the Klingons actually uh, won the war and they took over everything? That doesn't that isn't a part of Star Trek, uh, even for a short period of time. So I imagine some sort of time travel is going to have to be done to resolve it. Although if well, it's not, I'm curious as to what their what their plans are. But does this mean that um, we're going to see the first sort of um, major uh, sort of reboot within the first actually I was going to say that of course so many times already the show has rebooted itself in the first season quite deliberately mm-hmm. um, and the, the Tempest quote for the episode title for this episode was sort of saying that as well wasn't it yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the sort of um, alright well look all of that happened that's how important the discovery is we can lose a war in nine months without it um, anyway look oh here's some bad guys that tells you the sort of nefarious stuff that's going on behind the scenes you figured out by now we're basically a black ops unit uh, now season 2 let's get cracking I do wonder whether we're going to have a big old reboot because I do not buy I'm afraid I know he's been doing all the press and stuff saying um, basically oh yeah if they ever come with the good story of course I'd come back but I don't buy that this is the end of Lorca at all mm-hmm not a chance. I'm not well, even sure. We have not sure seen that... the, the real Lorca still. We have exactly. no idea what happened to Prime Universe Lorca at all. Yeah, right? exactly. There's, there's nothing hinting at that. Um, now, I mean, obviously throwing a wrinkle into all of this is presumably the ISS Discovery is mm-hmm. somehow still in the Prime Universe. And presumably they had something to do with what is currently going on with the Klingons. 
Mm. One one can only imagine. So I I'm guessing we will see like ISS Discovery and real Captain Killy, which I'm dying to see. Mm-hmm. She's gonna be um, superb, isn't she? <laughs> although I, although here's my fear. Here's my fear. I don't know if I'm going to like real Captain Killy as much as I like fake Tilly fake pretending <laughs> to be Captain Killy, which I yes. think might actually be a different character. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we will we will see, but I imagine I I have to imagine that that's the case because when they when our crew ended up in the mirror universe, it was insinuated that the other ship they swapped places. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and because they didn't follow the same exact way to get home, one would imagine that the other ship is still there and somehow caused all of this, or maybe they did swap back somehow. Uh, mm. but they're in the aftermath of what the other ship caused. I'm not exactly sure, but I can't imagine that they don't fix this with time travel somehow. Mm-hmm. And and also, weirdly enough, I thought all of this stuff that they were doing with good Stamets and evil Stamets and damaging the mycelial network, mm. I thought that was going to be the thing that leads us to why the mushroom drive thingy doesn't exist. Mm, in I any other iteration that, yeah. of Star Trek. But that's not what happened in this episode. They fixed it, and then they just moved along with their thing. Yeah. So, uh, it was they, a bit muddled, wasn't it? As Ben as Ben said, yeah. As you said, they left us with a stack of questions, which is good, but they've got two episodes to answer them in, essentially. Right. Right. I was also um, trying to figure out on uh, the Emperor's ship, and it may just be because it was fleeting glances, but in her guard that she takes um, for that really quite entertaining shootout scene um, with Lorca, in that guard, she um, had with her a guy who looked an awful lot like um, Tyler. Did she? I didn't know. And, and I, I did wonder, because the, gl- the shots of everyone else were really sort of... It made us be coincident that the shots of everyone else were really kind of, you know, sort of slow panning shots across people's faces and stuff or you know shots of them actually doing something but then the shot of the guy who i'm convinced was him um every shot was him just sort of just out of shot but just enough for it just i don't know if that was just a deliberate Mm. kind of um you know a little bit of a tease i I think he ended up dead anyway because all of that guard ended up dead didn't they yeah um or or whether you know whether it was because it may just have been a bit of an in joke or it may just be that they happened to get someone who looked an awful lot like him but it's been a week since I watched this episode as well, so my memory isn't super sharp on it, but this feels like this was a very Tyler Light episode. Was he even in this episode? I don't think so. No, I didn't. No, uh, okay. Was he in there as well? No, he wasn't I don't, at all. I, I don't think so, yeah. No. Okay, so I'm not going crazy. That's good. No. I don't, well, hang on. <laughs> don't think we can necessarily <laughs> conclude that. Well, okay. But, yeah. I, I'm not 100% certain, but I am marginally certain that I'm not going crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, this is not the strongest degree. evidence in support of the hypothesis that you have gone no. crazy. The <laughs> amount of podcasts I do on a regular basis that is better that evidence. might be crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, I yeah, this I like I, I like this episode, but I didn't uh, I didn't love it like I've loved some of the the previous episodes. But that's only because I feel like they maybe took a misstep with Lorca, who I thought was being brilliantly built. Uh, this whole season, and it re- and obviously, speaking of Tyler, it sort of remains to be seen what they do with him. I mean, they may mm-hmm. be going in a direction I'm not particularly fond of with him either, but they haven't really done anything with him yet, so I'm I'm still kind of hopeful. Uh, as we've discussed on this show, it feels like there's a lot of different ways you could take that character. 
Right. Uh, and it felt the same way with Lorca too. And he sort of, uh, to me, it felt like they went with the the easiest way. And it's always easier to dispose of somebody if he's just a, a mustache twirler. So I'm hoping we get to see more because Jason Isaacs is is awesome. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm, I'm hello kind of to Jason Isaacs, by the way. Yeah, I'm sure he's listening. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I would be if I was him. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I I want to see I want to see more, but I want to you know get to see that other side. And I'm sure that would be fun to get to play what I presume would be a very different Gabriel Lorca mm-hmm. from the one he was playing. So would uh, we? Would, I don't know how much we'd buy him as a uh, a nice captain. Although yeah. again, this is what we touched on last week: is that it's because it's the way Star Trek's always done it that you have. Mm-hmm. Uh, the mirror universe. Um, everyone is this kind of panto villain version of themselves. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A- and that is not necessarily a logical assumption to make about every single person in it. I mean, I- and I think they were hinting that a little bit with um, the Empress, of course, because towards the end of um, her scenes in the mirror universe, I appreciate she's then got another problem to deal with now. But um, before uh, she was kidnapped. Uh, she was beginning to show signs of empathy and uh, a sort of a slightly different side than mm. the you know than the the emperor. So right. I do wonder whether um, it's, it's a, I suppose it's a route back for the good doctor as well. Of course, it may be that we get a nuanced um, mirror version of them at some point where mm. they're not a mustache twirl. I mean that's the, that would be the interesting and more challenging thing to do. Like you say, you can dispose of a mustache twirler, you know, like a, like a red shirt. But um, if you've got someone who has a bit more depth to that character, and if you've got an actor like Jason Isaacs playing them in particular, you've got someone who can do nuance. It would be yeah. such a shame to miss that opportunity. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, I mean, look, I'm not even going to bother trying to get into the technical aspects of the problems you might run into when hugging somebody into your transporter field to, like, beam them aboard. We saw this in, what the, we saw this, like, for the first time in, like, what, Star Trek Four, yeah. I think, when Kirk's beaming up and then that Earth girl, uh, what's her name, Jill- Jillian? Yeah. She just, like, she does that surprise and she hugs him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When she's, she hugs him so she gets beamed aboard the ship with him. I'm always kind of under the assumption that when you're beaming somebody up, like all of the molecules are getting split. Yeah, I, it has how to they... come that you, it has to be a freak accident after that, right? Like, they... yeah, how are they <laughs> well, not getting two? Actually, fixed? well, there is precedent because um, the transport, according to Geordie LaForge, the transporter can be used to separate. Um, effectively, the atoms that belong to one entity oh, and from yeah, another. So, for example, you can um, strip uh, viral and bacterial infections from people to some I extent mean, using transporters. Mm, so, of course, you know, except for when it doesn't do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you get two Vicks. For, for every optimistic Geordie LaForge, there's a pessimistic Bones McCoy. So, that's right. That's right. There's a reason there's a, a cartoony Bones on the cover of our. Uh, of our podcast. Because it was either that or, or Jeff Goldblum in The Fly, which is a similar problem, of course. <laughs> <laughs> always, he's, he's always got a critical eye looking at uh, our, our series. That, that's, a, that's an important artistic piece of the podcast art, everybody. You've got Ben uh, in multi, you've got multiple Bens playing around on the, the original Star Trek bridge. Yep. And then underneath him, you've got a Bones looking up at him, just disgusted <laughs> at the silliness that he's viewing. Uh, and that's kind of like this podcast in general, I think, is uh, silliness, but then we're like, you know, what are we doing with our lives, I think, at the same time. Uh, is the... <laughs> is do you like, know what yeah, I'm going to do with all... my life? What's that? What's I'm going to go in search of great value Star Trek-related products. Oh, there we go. really? What a, there we what go. a great... 
every what a week. great Go use on. of that time. What a great use of that time. <laughs> where, where could I do that, though? I, I just have no idea. Uh, well, our sponsors, Ben, <laughs> good that you've asked. ThinkGeek can totally help us out, and you, with your uh, with your uh, time management issues. Uh, head on over to cinemageekly.com slash thinkgeek. You know what? Uh, they're telling me here uh, that due to the day, these are our last few days, our last chance to order items and get them in time for Valentine's Day. I don't know if that's a thing uh, you celebrate over in the UK due to your uh, Vulcan-like ability to uh, suppress emotions. So I no, don't know we, if we, we do celebrate it. It's on February the 14th if we have a significant other in our lives or, or maybe someone who we'd like to become a significant other. Um, oh, as we yeah. walk past them in the street, we, we, we nod for maybe longer than the usual half a second, maybe a full second. Uh, uh, anything maybe more a, than maybe that a, is considered vulgar, obviously. Maybe a tip um, of the maybe a tip of the bowler hat or God, uh, I wonder where that was going. Um, <laughs> a flashing, a flashing of the aurora, filthy. There's <laughs> aurora's dirty laugh, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Just the tip of the hat. Yes. Um, sorry, I interrupted. You were talking about ThinkGeek, who I'm sure will be delighted. I was, uh, and you know what? What better way to uh, to celebrate Valentine's Day than to redecorate the boudoir? Uh, and of course, the the most important part where the magic happens, the bed with a Star Trek, the next generation uniform bedding set. I'm sure Ben already has <laughs> oh, good this. Lord. I don't, but hello. I'm looking for it now. Who wouldn't want a big red blanket with a giant Star Trek com badge on it? Who wouldn't want pillow casings that have command level pits <sighs> uh, adorned on it? Oh. Uh, the answer is everyone would want this and it's on sale but nineteen ninety nine is that all? Wow! It's up to eighty seven percent off right now. Depending on your size, they were ranging in the fifty to ninety dollar range for this bed set, and you can get it right now in stock for nineteen ninety nine American. Uh, of course, if you're willing to pay uh, slightly more in uh, British pounds, uh, and wait for next that, Valentine's Day, <laughs> and wait until next Valentine's Day to get it. Uh, hey, that's nice though, isn't it? It is. It's actually. I mean, I could never get away with allowing this. Wouldn't be allowed in my house. But do you think if you had, uh, given that it's a red shirt in the certainly the one I can see here, anyway, um, is that an unfortunate thing to have in your bedding? I mean, that presumably is. Could that be a metaphor for your sex life? Maybe. Sh- yeah. you know, the red that shirt. Be, yeah. mm, that would worry disposable. me. Just disposable. Disposable. <laughs> that's, that's what it says. You're just disposable. Uh, by the way. By the way, that nineteen ninety nine sale price that applies for all sizes, from hey. twin XL all the way up to king size. So, and that includes a fitted sheet. And oh, wow, this is this is impressive. Impressive. It does indeed. It's a uh, quite quite a lot. It's it's quite the set. It's a, it's it, only a two hundred thread count, but it is one hundred percent cotton, and it can be tumble dried on a low setting. I feel I've gone too deep into this now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Although they make a good deep. point, it says pillowcases have four rank pips printed on one side, which makes you captain plain black on the reverse. Ah, nice. Which of course would be uh, crewmen, right? Uh, do crewmen even have pips? Um, sorry, I got distracted by the Riker <laughs> link in the um, product <laughs> description. So it says, originally we considered offering a reproduction of the bedding from uh, Next Gen, but most of it was shiny and looked incredibly uncomfortable, and for some reason required you to include vegetation in your headboard. So we decided to go with this instead. Um, I will leave you to go and look that up. That's, uh, oh, it's a picture of 
Uh, next gen, where yeah, on the headboard, Riker just has like flowers and plants on his headboard. <laughs> nice. In next also, gen. Also, by the way, it's, that's not the. If you're looking at Star Trek bedding, it isn't the only item of Star Trek bedding that's on there, well, and all of it. It is not. Yeah. There's yeah. the Borg cube. There's what else is on here? There's, oh, there's like a schematics. There's yeah, there's Starfleet logo. Yeah, there's an Elcar's uh, spirit design and uh, <laughs> schematics and stuff. I mean, the sad thing is, let's be honest. You'd bring someone home. You'd be chuffed that you got them as far as the bedroom, and it may all go wrong right <laughs> yes. after you open that door. Um, or you like, might be right because you might find yeah. another Trekkie. Yeah. If, you've cho- right. if you've chosen well. If you've chosen well, yeah. yes. I yeah. feel like, yeah, I feel like if your love of Star Trek is such that your relationship hinges on the other person loving it, get this. Yeah. Put it in the bedroom. And that's like the make or break moment for everybody. Yes. Uh, yeah. If yeah. they're like, I can picture sleeping with you in this giant Starfleet uniform. <laughs> uh, to which your match- response is, make it so. Make it so. Uh, well played, sir. Uh, so yeah, that's uh, from the good people over at ThinkGeek, cinemageekly.com slash ThinkGeek, or click the ThinkGeek link at the top of the page. Uh, Aurora, do you have any final thoughts on what's past is prologue? Or would you like to answer my question, what are you more likely to watch today? Uh, this new episode of Star Trek that is about to air, or the Super Bowl, which uh, I am told was on today. Uh, Star Trek for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what about those Patriots? Come on. No, no, no. Uh, I don't think anybody wants the Patriots to win, Ben. No, I know. Except for New Englanders. My, my uh, only problem was apparently. all I could remember is it was the New England Patriots, and I can't remember who they're playing. Oh, the Philadelphia Eagles. Mm-hmm. Oh, there the, we go. That's right. Yeah. They are the colossal underdogs. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They are the gigantic underdogs. Well, then go Eagles. They're they're <laughs> facing off. They're facing off against the ageless Tom Brady, who is the quarterback for the Patriots. Who, uh, as I noted, never seems to age. Despite getting older, he continues to play as if he has not. So, do you notice how the sports talk has caused so many listeners to hit the skip button? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. There's a. I forgot. I forgot how little a crossover there was between. They're all like, and "Where's we approve it? Let's listen to that instead." <laughs> yeah, there will be no football talk on Jacqueline and Jillian's podcast for sure. I think you uh, may be assuming you know, you just never know. I reckon they no. might get into the trailers, given that it's a big trailer event, isn't it? Um, it is a huge trailer event. Yeah, yeah. See, yeah. I know the shows on this network. I'm all yeah, over yeah. this brand. <laughs> it actually, it actually is. In fact, I would not be surprised to finally see a trailer for that uh, Han Solo movie that mm. uh, has not appeared yet. I would imagine it would pop up during the Super Bowl. Which is why YouTube's awesome, because the morning after the Super exactly. Bowl, oh, yeah, YouTube yeah, exactly. through every advert and every yes. trailer. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Get it. yeah. I'll be spending my night playing video games and watching Discovery and watching, yep. uh, keeping an eye, refreshing my YouTube feed every now and again to see the trailers when they pop up. Same. But that is, yes. that is about it. Yes. Um, do you have any other thoughts on the episode then, Aurora, for this week? Um, I'm just glad that uh, the Emperor uh, is back Hanging around, yeah. Yeah, so it's it wasn't the end of her. We get to see more of that character, which I'm I'm very happy about. She's so have, good, isn't she? Do you yeah. have a prediction, Aurora, for the future of Georgiou? I don't think she sticks around, but do you have a prediction? I because I'm feeling like maybe she does like she kind of comes around. She maybe does like a self sacrifice or she does something uh, to help. I mean, she she has to be the one that helps them go back in time, right? 
something because yeah. she she knows you know about the defiant and she knows all mm-hmm. you know what they what they used so i think that's why she's there just to help yeah. them go back in time uh what would you give this week's episode i'm gonna give it a solid four. All right, ben uh, I'm going to go a little bit lower and say three and three quarters for the reasons discussed. Uh, and on the Georgiou point, I would say, yeah, I think we'll see the end of her before the end of the series. Although I think we will see her left alive back in the mirror universe as mm. because, of course, there's going to be some temporal shifting here. Um, mm-hmm. She will she will probably become more terrifying in the mirror universe as a result. <laughs> Oh. Uh, but yeah, they, they've they've shown that she's not a Panto villain, so they've left it open for some, what would the Borg Queen call it, um, compromise. Mm. And I would just like to say, uh, on my list of things that I'm a little disappointed by, and because Aurora just mentioned it just now, I forgot about it, no Defiant. Mm. Mm-hmm. They talked about it a lot, they never showed it. We right? may see it. Possible. If not this season, I, I don't think this will be the last of the Mirror episodes for a long stretch. I think we'll see more. It's possible we might get more. Um, I mean, I know we'll see a Constitution class. I Look, there is still a large group of people who are convinced we'll be left with some sort of teaser image mm-hmm. to hang off the first season of the Enterprise. Uh, which would be obviously commanded by uh, Pike at this point. But, but they uh, love subverting expectation on this show. So, they, I don't know. Yeah, they do. Yep, and if they it's commanded it. by Pike, uh, if I've got the timeline right, then his first officer will be Spock. It would, yeah, Burnham's sister-ish person mm-hmm. that he's never mentioned before, but he has in the books. It's all good. Uh, will we get Wilson Cruz back at any point? Oh, Even I if it's like Evil Wilson. Well, I, well, I I hope so. This has yeah. generated this has generated a lot of interesting discussion as well. Uh, I mean, if they go back in time, it could happen. Yes, mm-hmm. they could rescue him, and yep. we, we, the person who's in control of uh, what happens with that ship is the one who's probably got the best vested interest in getting him back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah, because I've seen a lot of people talk about how while they enjoyed the scene with mm-hmm. uh, with Hugh and Paul in the and whatever is mycelial mushroom dream or whatever it is or wherever <laughs> How, Hugh. And we all had those, eh? <laughs> we have. <laughs> Uh, yet another great, yet another great name for a band, the Mycelial Mushroom Dream. Oh Mushroom. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> playing at a con near you, you know it. Uh, <laughs> the uh, like, uh, and a lot of people like that scene, but I think a lot of people were expecting him to sort of come back to life, mm. and he hasn't. And a lot of people seem to think the Stamets character is sort of playing it weirdly as well. Mm. That he doesn't seem very upset, I guess. There's now, something there's off lot... at the minute about Stamets, um, the is. one that there survived. There's something, there's something deliberately off about him, um, and I can't mm-hmm. quite figure out what it is yet. He's yeah. either got a plan, or um, I, I don't know. Um, there yeah. is a ch- there's a chance that there's been some something mergy going on or yeah um, yeah yeah it's hard to say there's been a lot of twists in the second half of the season like a ton of them i wonder if we've got a bit of shared consciousness between him and um to the version or something i don't know there's there's something not quite right or maybe they switch places it did cross my mind i was looking for clues of that because there were a few scenes where you would be forgiven for thinking that was mirror stamets in disguise 
Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then there were a couple of scenes, particularly his interactions with Tilly, where I thought, oh no, that's that's that would be an odd way for Mira yeah, Stamets yeah. to behave. But th- they are obviously leaving a big question mark over him at the minute, and I'm guessing, yeah. well, we'll get an answer, won't we, in the next uh, two weeks? But yes. Um, but I would like to see Wilson Cruz back, except it does leave the big problem, which is, will he then finally have to shave off his facial hair? <laughs> because Mira, uh, uh, the Mira Doctor, I presume, is, you know, he's going to ditch that. And Wilson Cruz has had that facial hair basically since, well, before Rent, so, yes. <laughs> you know, yeah. um, since actual Noah's Ark. Uh, so, that's right. You know, um, well, come I mean, on. He didn't have Wilson. it. He... I mean, he didn't have it in my so-called life, so sometime in between there oh, and that's Rent. That's true. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, some we, We've narrowed it down to at least that time that Did he time have it period. in... What was the show that he popped up in um, on Netflix? I can't remember. Oh, sorry, I'm, I'm thinking out loud. Anyway, he, I think he had it in that, too. Mm. Anyway. Uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm kind of... I mean, you were just slightly under Aurora's uh, score. I had it at a four mm-hmm. as well, uh, although I really wanted to to love it more, like I said, I feel like maybe they kind of went uh, the wrong direction with Lorca. Although, I mean, if they wanted to dismiss that version of Lorca, it is a lot easier to kind of just kill off a mustache twirling villain and a mustache, you know, and a, I mean, very much, they, I mean, they very much like diehearted him, essentially, like kicked mm-hmm. him off the building mm. and he, you know, fell to his death, so... Uh, all right, well, that's the uh, the episode for this week. Head on over to CinemaGeekly.com, check out the archives of the show, and uh, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, uh, we're on Stitcher once again, everybody. Uh, anywhere good podcasts are provided, uh, just search for I'm a Doctor, Not a Podcast, and hit subscribe, and we will come back next week to talk about the penultimate episode of Discovery Season 1, Episode 14, called The War Without, The War Within. Mm-hmm.